What does hope mean? The definition of hope is a feeling of expectation and a desire for a certain thing to happen or a feeling of trust. As we start Advent, we see the beginning of a story of hope or the ultimate hope that exists. The belief of hope is is defined by trusting something that is certain, a trust in an expectation. The celebration of the birth of Jesus is a story of expectation about an absolute certainty. Without a doubt, we know that God has pointed to a savior for all time. Without a doubt, Mary is going to give birth to her baby. Mary had to hold on to the hope that God's promise was real, that he would provide and protect her. It wouldn't be easy. It wouldn't be a walk in the park. Everyone she loved and knew doubted her, but she held on to hope. What is your hope? What are you clinging to each day before the light even reaches your eyes? And you cling to it. What do the embers of your soul burn for? As Mary went through each day of her pregnancy, she had to find that strength and courage to keep going. Christmas season is a weird mix of good and hard, of hope and fear, of there, of there but not quite. Hope enters all the wondering and worry and doesn't remove it, but reminds us of the need to continue the need to trust in what we can't hold. Christmas is all that glitters and shines, but also stressful and lonely. Christmas is the celebration of the birth of a savior, and yet we can't separate the knowledge that we have on this end that the baby would hang on a cross to save us. But we can't lose sight of the fact that he was born to save us too. He saved us from his first birth, his first breath, crying and screaming for his mother's milk in a dirty manger. It is a humbling hope to hold on to that we were first saved by a helpless baby. What did Mary think in those first moments right after his birth? Probably not about the end of his life. Probably not about the purpose of his life. Probably not about the breakdown of how Jesus fulfilled the promises laid out in the scriptures of the Old Testament. She held her baby and held on to hope that he would be safe, healthy, and happy. She held on She held on to that she had survived the miracle herself of childbirth. Often, we forget to hold on to the hope of now. We get swarmed by fear of tomorrow and lose our hope of now. I know I do. I live in fear constantly. I look for the downfall before I even acknowledge the good. But I also know that I also know hope in a deeply personal way because I've lived with my back against the wall. What I forget is that God has always shown up. He shows up in the calm and in the wild. He offers us hope we all need. Our hope doesn't have to look the same. This year it has shown up in the midst of soccer fields and my kids supporting each other and encouraging each other. It has presented itself in a long-running story about our Christmas village and whether or not there is a murderer or a thief in it this year. It has shown up in my daily prayer for food to be on my table and answered each day. It keeps showing up, little moments. I feel like I am trapped in a dark cave where no matter where I turn, my hands and feet will be cut by jagged rocks I can't see. At first glance, I thought no hope existed there, but then I saw that I am never alone in my darkness, that even the smallest of lights matters most in the darkness, and that any light exists at all means there is air in my cave. Fire cannot exist without oxygen, and humans cannot exist without hope. Hope is what we are breathing in every day. It allows us to breathe out joy, peace, and love. What are you breathing in? Do you have hope of now, or are you just looking to the future to be better and wanting that to be enough? The beginning of Advent lined up with the beginning of the World Cup this year. 
We have watched a lot of soccer matches over the last week. I'm not a big sports watcher unless my kids are playing, but I love the World Cup. I find it fascinating and exciting. I didn't care three weeks ago if Japan had ever won a game, and then I watched them beat Germany in a huge upset, and I'm cheering them for them in my living room at 6.30 with my son. One of those things I have noticed is that the teams seem that seem more worried about their place are more frantic and desperate and run all over the place. The teams that are more confident in their gameplay hold onto the ball and wait. They exist in the certain knowledge that they will believe they will win. I watched Spain crush Costa Rica in a game, and the Spanish players spent a lot of time just passing the ball calmly on their end of the field, while Costa Rica chased the ball because their hope was in their victory. These are men who have worked their entire lives towards this. The youngest player in the World Cup is from Spain, and he's eight, just turned 18 in August, and he will most likely get a few more chances, but he is giving it all every game. Then there are players like Messi, Neymar, and Ronaldo who will probably never set foot on a World Cup soccer pitch again as players. There are teams that haven't been to the World Cup since the 60s. What they all have in common is hope that they can do it, that they will bring home victory. Every time they take a shot against the world's best goalies, they hope they will make it. They hope they are the ones on the highlight reels. They hope that they are the next huge names in soccer. But only one team makes it, and then the chance is gone for four years. But they don't quit. They don't walk away. They push through the pain, suffering, and discomfort for what they hope for. They are obviously doing this for a game, and it is not the same as our everyday lives. But I am a firm believer that God shows us examples of his truth anywhere we look. We have to push through pain for the hope, not because we are guaranteed a victory, but because when we stop and look at the path that we leave behind us, we will see what we have overcome. We will see what we have changed and affected. Mary had to push through the judgment and pain of pregnancy. Soccer players have to push through the pain of broken bones. I push through the, through the doubt that good will fall on my days. Every one of us has something that we need hope of Jesus for. I can't put a tangible goal of what hope looks like for you, or even for me. It is the living thing that changes for us all. Because hope springs forth from the Holy Spirit. He brings us the confidence and the certainty of the expectations. Sometimes our expectations may need to shift, but perhaps even when our hope is burning from needs shifts. What we have to cling to, though, is that the hope is not a vacant promise made to appease us. If we turn our eyes towards the promise of hope made in a dirty manger, we see the ultimate hope shining in the arms of Mary. We see the reason for all the shiny glitter and the lights that surround us this month. I keep asking myself this year, why am I doing any of these things we normally do? It has been an exceptionally hard year. My journal does not read like a happy place to hang out. I don't see any relief coming anytime soon. So why? Why keep going? Hope. Hope keeps showing up. In Christmas trees, a weird, in a weird six-foot-tall Santa in my living room, in Christmas socks, in soccer games surrounded by Christmas lights, in coffee and mornings and friends that don't ask questions and just listen, and water to drink and food to eat. Eat. In truth, that Jesus was born a baby and gets to, and gets what it means to need. What is your hope? 
What are the tangible ways Jesus is offering you hope? Are you sharing them or keeping them locked up in your heart? In the good and the bad, are you waiting for the calm of the Holy Spirit to show you hope?